0: Go to Matthew chapter 4, got a message for you I think you're going to enjoy. It is all about Jesus and all about his kingdom and uh, if you look, I'm just going to have you, I'm not going to go through the things in the bulletin because there's far too many. Uh, You just pick one up and you'll be in the know of all the things that we got going on here at Have Bible Travel. Thank you for being here and everyone who's online, thank you for being online. Uh, Two places in Matthew today, Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 7, but let's get into it. Matthew chapter 4, it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness. So let me tell you what's going on here for just a second. This is right after Jesus starts his public ministry in chapter 3. He's baptized, goes into the ministry, and I want you to know this. If you are getting ready to start a ministry, in a ministry, you know the devil's going to come and he's going to try to mess up your world, because that's what he does. He tempts you, he lies to you, all this kind of stuff, uh, and he's the father of all lies. Amen? So he starts this, uh, his, his public ministry, if you will, or it's gone public because he's been baptized by John the Baptizer, and then he travels out into the wilderness for a 40-day fast, So after fasting 40 days, in verse 2, and 40 nights, he was hungry. So his hunger, he's uh, fully God, fully man at the same time. He's hungry because he hasn't ate in, in 40 days. And then the tempter comes. That is Satan. He's the tempter. He's the liar. He's the father of lies. And that's what he does. He tempts you. He tempts you to do things that you shouldn't do. Amen. Um. And then he comes to him, and he starts out his conversation like he always does with a lie. Dogs bark, ducks quack, liars lie. That's what they do. He says, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God. Hey, here, we know, church, that Jesus is the Son of God. It's not an if. He is. He's the great I am. Can I get a witness in his house? It ain't if I am. I am that I am. If you are the Son of God, he says, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And we know that Jesus could do that, but he never did Showed his deity or used his deity to benefit himself. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So we know he's quoting Deuteronomy in this passage here. We know that he's quoting uh, Psalm, and, and there's a few others in here. But I want you to listen to this. So the word of God is, is the sword of the Spirit. That's your sword. So when you carry the word of God in your heart and you carry it in the Bible, you are carrying a sword with you. Amen. Amen. And it is sufficient to slay any devils that might need to be slain. Uh, Well, listen to this. Because it gets weirder, as it always does, in the world. Just when you think, look at me for a second. Just when you, (laughs) I got to get ready for this, just even deliver the, just when you didn't think it could get any weirder, it's gotten weirder. Good, we got two people that agree, so I'll keep preaching. So watch this. Then the devil took him to a holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And listen to what he said. So this is a created being talking to the creator. It would be no different than your children talking to you. And sometimes now in 2022, we allow our children to talk to us however we want to. But ain't the, that ain't the way... That God intended it to be. I just came from a place down south uh, where they still don't have a problem washing somebody's mouth out with soap. If they talk back, talk their mom or dad. Uh, as a matter of fact, we was in this rope pen down south, I'll just tell you. And, uh, and there was a little five year old boy running around. He was roping everything. And there was a little two year old boy roping. And then one of the grandpa's came up and he said, he said, hey, I heard one of you guys got your mouth washed out with soap last night. Uh, but anyways, God's fixing to wash the devil's mouth out. He got He got a potty mouth. Uh, so and you might you might have uh, you might have dined or been around somebody that still likes to use profanity. It got quiet, but I'll preach. Then the devil took him to a old city, set him on the pinnacle and said, if you are the Son of God, so here we go with the lies again. and sometimes you guys know, uh, that some people in your family are still lying, and you go, how's that, Pastor? Because their lips are still moving. You, you can clap if you're at church, not at a library. Some of you guys are like, man, I'd like to really shout right now, but I just don't know if I should. If you should shout if the Holy Ghost is on you. Uh, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you. So here we are in 91, Psalm 91. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, as it is written. So we're learning a lesson that Jesus defeats the devil the same way you can, through the word of God, the spoken word of God. And if he comes to your threshold, rebuke it again with the word of God. Amen. Uh, you, you're an informed Christian today after this message. As it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. And he said, all these I will give to you. Now, being a created being, you you know you can't offer God anything because he's a creator. And I would just imagine that God was looking out over his kingdom and said, hey, you know what, boy? I did a great job. You need to shut up. (laughs) And he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Here's the deal, don't ever worship the devil. Don't ever take a knee to anything other than Jesus Christ, amen. We only bow before one king and his name is Jesus. And God's people said amen. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a minute anyways. Then Jesus said to him, be gone Satan. He's like, be gone boy, be gone, be on your way. Be on your way. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and, and, and only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. I want you to close your eyes for just a second. Uh, in the Bible, it speaks of holy angels and demonic angels. That's that's the world we live in right now. They're supernatural, and you can't see them. But if you had supernatural, uh, like, Holy Ghost vision, you could see Demonic angels, watch this class hanging around certain people's houses and places of business, and and they're watch this, they're looming there. They get fed there, they get stronger there because they just keep regurgitating the same thing over and over again. Amen. And those are demonic angels, but there's 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 mighty angelic angels too uh, that God has uh, and He can dispatch at any time. As he commands them to and he and he sends them to encamp your families to, around your families to create a stronghold in a safe haven to keep you away from the mess that the devil tries to uh, to lay out. Amen. And when I say stronghold, I mean a fortress that, that the devil can't penetrate and, and that comes through the power of God. It says, Then the devil left him, and behold, the angels came and were ministering to him. Let me pray for you on on that note right there for somebody who needs uh, some angelic beings uh, around them right now or their families. Father God, we just pray in the name of Jesus, uh, Lord God, that you you send and you dispatch uh, your angels from your army to keep this place safe from a demonic attack. Let the word go forth, let it, let it seep into your people, let it, let it baptize your people, let them get informed and get filled. Lord God, I pray also today, not only for them, but I pray for the offering today as well, that it would be blessed, that your hands would touch it, and we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's applaud the Lord as we turn in Matthew chapter 7. Let the offering be picked up. Wave to your neighbor one more time, just wave to him and be happy it's spring out there, amen um so go to matthew chapter seven and i got kind of a cool cool message for you and i think it's going to help everybody today um and i wanted to tell you about a funny about some angelic beings so uh me and pastor aaron were roping this week and then we're staying in the camper and i'm staying in the top bunk and when you and you're in the top bunk you're if anybody's ever been in the top bunk of a of a of a trailer, your your face is only like six or eight inches from the roof of the of the camper itself, right? Amen. You know what I'm talking about. And it was storming, big Steve, like crazy. It was a lightning and thunder. And let's be honest, sometimes it's a little scary because you're not sure what's going on and you know, all this thing. So I'm laying there and it's lightning and it's rains coming down and all this. And I'm laying up there. I'm sleeping. I'm snoring like a baby. I'm just sleeping. And uh, I'm laying there, and it's lightning everything. And all of a sudden, Pastor Aaron's alarm goes off on his phone. And it's five in the morning, and it's like an angelic, uh, like a heavenly type of—I don't know. You may have this on your ringer. It's like, oh, 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 and all this kind of like it's like a choir. Oh, 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 you know, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to sing. But I'm laying there, and I thought. Here it is. It's a rapture. True. is a true story. I mean, it's dark outside. I mean, it's flashing, light flashing in the camper, and then the angelic music. I go, holy cow, there's the trumpet. I raise up, and you can't raise up very far because it's short. And I'm going, are we still here? God's people said amen. That's a true story, so. Weird, but it's true. All right, so hold your place on the 715. I'm going to take you back through sermon. So this sermon, on, I'm trying to get you to Holy Week, Kathy. Just to, here's a, We're going we're gonna to pave a road up to Holy Week, and, and it's totally awesome. So if you was to go back where the Sermon on the Mount starts in, in Chapter 5, um, we go through the Beatitudes, we go through being salt and light, talks about lust, anger, divorce, oaths, retaliation, loving your enemies, the Lord's Prayer. Don't be anxious. Uh, laying up stuff. Uh, laying up treasures in heaven. Judging others. Look at your neighbor and say, "Don't judge me." The Golden Rule and all that. So now we're getting to. Uh, we're talking about seed and we're talking about fruit and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so we're talking about a tree and its fruit. So God totally gave me this message and I think you'll enjoy it. So so be ready for it. So. And if you need to really absorb it in your family, pray for yourself that you'll get this and it'll change your life today. Um, Beware of false prophets in 715. This is all Jesus, all red letters. Who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit. You know where I'm going with this already. Uh, bear, uh, let's see. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And, and then last one, will read together on verse 20. Thus you will. Let's say it again. Thus you will recognize them. So today I'm going to call you to be the fruit inspector fruit inspector, and, and you've seen some of the grandmas in the grocery stores, fruit inspectors. They're thumping it. They're listening to it. Used to be, when I grew watermelon, we used to thump the watermelons. You could tell if they were ripe or not. So today, you're not going to be a judge, but you'll be a fruit inspector. We'll leave the judging to God, but you, can, but you can inspect the fruit that somebody's bearing, and we'll need to do that if we're going to move this whole thing forward. Because and and here's what I'm going to say. Here's another prophecy. The summer's coming. Everybody's out. Everybody's healthy, and everything. They're going. Watch this, Big Steve. They're going to crank the machine back up. Oh, yeah. They're going. Look at me, Church. They're going to wind the machine up, and it's fear mongering. Right. Everybody. And, and we've tried to we've tried to harness you, handcuff you, strap you down, lock you down, leave you in all that kind of stuff. And we've tried all our methods. And, and, and it finally didn't work anymore. So the I promise you, the, the, the enemy is going to crank the fear machine back up. Just, just be ready for that. Uh, d- don't fall for it again. Amen? All right. And, and there's a message inside the message here. But let's just read what's before us today. Beware of false prophets. Let's define a prophet, Terry. Uh, a prophet is a man of God that has been commissioned by God, divinely inspired by God to preach his message. That's the definition of a prophet. Now, we know that not everybody that's a talking head is a prophet inspired uh, by divinely ordination. Amen? We know some of the talking heads out there have nothing to do with God, but they want you to believe that. Amen? Amen. And we know that by some of the things that they're trying to legislate and bills they're trying to get passed and all these different things, whether they're political, and, and I mean both sides of the aisle, so they're all drinking out of the same trough or Hollywood or whoever it is. So don't send me any emails, all right? Uh, um, <laughs> like, oh, he's getting political. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a biblican, so I got to. <laughs> really? Biblican is what I said. So beware, he said, beware of the false prophets. Beware of the false talking heads, whether they're male or female. Amen. This, this, uh, this uh, sermon is gender friendly. I'm, a, I'm a, watch this. Class. I'm only in four words right now. There's so much meat in here, I've got to make sure that you get it. Uh, Beware the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Let me tell you about ravenous wolves first. Ravenous means to be extremely hungry. As I always am, Dr. D., I am always hungry. It ain't like if you go, I'm not even going to preach on it because I'm trying to diet. So the, the ravenous wolves are wolves that are constantly Hungry, and you say, "Well, what, Pastor Pat? Why would the wolves be constantly hungry? Because the flesh always has desire for more—more more money, more sex, more drugs, more rock and roll, more power, more fame, more fortune—and that's why we got people in, in 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 playing sports." Somebody told me the other day that some young man just signed a deal for four years, for two hundred fifty million or four hundred million dollars for playing a child's game, throwing a ball or kicking a ball or something. I don't understand that. But if you see whoever this person is, tell them to send hey, a Bible a little money and we'll do something with it that will give God the glory. Amen? Yeah. We'll build him another church. So make sure you guys make sure that he gets the address. He'll probably come. So these guys, these, these false prophets, he tells us that, the, the ravenous wolves, are hungry wolves. You go, well, why would they want to continue to, to chew on us? Because that's what ravenous wolves do. You, you know that they're going to do that. And they're, and they're dressed in sheep's clothing. What I'm trying to say to you, Chuck, is they're slick. Say that with me, slick. Oh, they're slick. They, they, they are slick and the people they run around with are slick and they got slick people to cover up their slick moves. They got slick limousines and slick airplanes and slick everything to cover up all the slick early. Amen. And they're slicker than snide on a doorknob. Look at your neighbor and say, that's slick and gross. We're only in one verse so far. It's, it's going to get good. Guys, th- this thing has got to be preached. And I want you to take it serious. Uh, Mr. Culp, it's, it's a, it's, watch this, sir. It's a day of reckoning. It's, it's a day where you just got to, uh, you know, if you're one of the old heads in the church, you go, man, this thing should have been preached. Hey, let me tell you something. This thing's been preached for 2,000 years. We just have finally got to a point where it's manifested itself into, into quite ugliness, if you will. My mom used to say that when I was uh, not acting right. She, she would say, you're acting ugly. And I know they probably don't use that anymore because it hurts somebody's feelings. But my mom, my mom was trying to uh, raise a young man. Uh, so we got what we needed and not what we wanted. You, uh, amen. Amen. Um, all right, so here we go with the fruit inspector. You will recognize him by the fruits. All right, let's put a picture up. I'm a picture guy. So back when uh, my mom used to read us books, I wanted to make sure they had pictures in them because I was more interested in the pictures than I was the content. <coughs> recognize him by the fruits. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. How do I? Anyways, I'm trying to be politically correct when I say this. Uh, Okay, I, don't, I can't be politically correct, but let me. Tell you. Over here, that's a banana tree. Say that with me, banana tree. And this one over here is a. This one over here is a peach tree. Say it with me, peach tree. You can recognize them. I'm not lying to you. You can recognize them by their. No, say it like you mean it, like you know. Now we can get some slick people. In office, in Hollywood, young kids to kneel down while the national anthem is played. And they can tell you that that's the right thing to do. And we can all look at it and go, that ain't right. Right. Say that with me. That ain't right. right. I got so fed up with it, I got to say, I finally did a Facebook post. My wife did a Facebook post where I went to get some gasoline. I just, I had it, you know, I, I don't drive my truck much because I can't afford it, and and if, I, and if I filled the truck all the way up, I'd double its value, so I only put half a tank in. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, man, I need to write this stuff down. <laughs> I got a half a tank of gas, and it was $75. That was, I don't know, you do the math, the kids are here, 14, 15 gallons, it was $5 per gallon. My dad informed me, he remembered when the gas wars was between 19 cents and 23 cents right down the street. Same gasoline, it's just inflated for $4.80. Say it with me, that ain't right. Now they'll tell you it's worth it. The same way they'll tell you it's worth a young person handing you a hamburger across the counter for $20 per hour. That ain't worth that because the burger ain't worth that to me. I know that by the fruit. Now let's get back to the trees, <laughs> Chef. <laughs> On my right, say it with me, banana tree. On my left, peach tree. I can take you, take you to Eckert's, and we can get some peaches when they're in season. I can't take you to get bananas because Eckert's don't grow bananas. Now, I can tell them to tape some bananas on the peach tree and tell you that they are bananas, but you would tell me, oh, no, Pastor Pat, bananas don't grow there. Everybody's shaking their head yes. They go, man, you're making these messages so simple. What I'm trying to tell the church today is you can put lace on a bowling ball, but it's still a bowling ball. You can put lipstick on a pig, and it's still a pig. I'll keep going until I get an amen. All we're doing is making sense, church. Come on, talk back to me a little bit. And I'll never, I didn't understand math at all, and I've never cracked an algebra book in my whole life. But two and two still four. Amen. Amen? Oh, some people don't like this message at all. Amen? Uh, well, let's do this. Verse 16, we'll just leave that picture up because it's so cool. And by the way, I had a banana on the way to church this morning. I love bananas. Love them. You'll recognize, recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? And the answer is no. You, you get bananas from a banana tree. You get peaches from a peach tree and so on and so forth. I could put a pecan tree up or whatever the case may be, and you wouldn't be able to get one from the other. Amen? And it's the same way if you, if you look at livestock, you know, or something. You know, just because it has horns on it doesn't mean it's a bull. You can recognize that if you know the anatomy of livestock. I got them at my farm. So we are going to recognize them by their fruits: or grapes gathered from thorn bushes, or figs from thistles. So every healthy tree that bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. Say that with me: bad fruit. It doesn't. It doesn't have the capacity to produce good fruit. And we know when these people are talking, they are lying because their lips are moving. They say they're Christians, but they go against everything that Christ stands for. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My wife just informed me of this. I'll just tell you this. There's a a state in our union right now that's trying to legislate a bill that you can abort a child up to 28 days after it's been born. Church needs to look at me for a second. Yeah, Pastor Pat, how did we get here? The Christians are sleeping on the watch. We call that murder in America. And they call it health care. Here's the deal you can call whatever it is. We know them by the fruit that they bear. It's an easy message. It's an easy message. Let's just call it what it is. Let's just throw it straight down the middle. That's why I did that, that, that Facebook post. I said, you look over my shoulder. You can say whatever you want, but here, gas is $5 a gallon for diesel gasoline. That's the fact, and we know that ain't right. right. Say it with me. That ain't right. Gasoline ain't worth that kind of money. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. So regardless of how slick they get, how, how speech writers and, and people to cover up or whatever it is, they can't produce good fruit. All you're going to do is get something regurgitated and gift-wrapped for human consumption. And they're going to tell you that it's good. And they're going to tell you that they're looking out for your best interest. I love that, uh, that statement that Ronnie Reagan made so many years ago. We're from the government and we're here to help. They ain't here to help. They should be, but they ain't right now. How do you know? Amen. By the fruit that they're bearing. The only answer is God's church and God's people. So if you're looking for somebody in the the government or Hollywood or a a, a big political party to rescue you, you're going to be waiting a long time. Because the only one that can save us from this mess is Jesus Christ himself. And that's why He died on the cross 2,000 years ago. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I'm going to keep preaching here. Here I, I got some. There, it, there's a there's a sad part of this message here, Pastor Jay. I'm gonna I'm gonna deliver four of the saddest words in the Bible before you leave. It, it's it's sad, but I, I gotta I gotta preach the truth, so I'm gonna preach it to you so you're ready. Okay. So every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire, thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Okay, so what I'm going to ask you to do right now is, is just rise up. I'm going to read some uh, some scripture to you, and then I'm going, to, I'm going to deliver to you four of the saddest words in the Bible. And, and today I'm going to have Pastor Aaron close us out in prayer. But I wanted, before he comes up, I want to deliver something to you so you understand. I want to make sure your children understand this, because I'm afraid that your children might be watching this. Broadcast. Or your grandchildren. And mine are here today. I want to make sure they know they know they know Jesus. I couldn't imagine any of my kids being drug off to hell. So we we did something about it. We told them about Jesus. So let's let's go into this. Watch this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. You ever notice the Hollywood moguls or the politicians, the big sports figures? They want to tell you what denomination they are. God don't care what denomination you are or what your mommy or your daddy is. My daddy was a preacher. Or my, my aunt was a nun. Or, you know, my daddy was a bishop or this, that, or the other. Well, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Hey, let me tell you something. Just because you or your family comes to church, don't mean you're a Christian any more than you standing in a garage makes you a car. <laughs> or eating at McDonald's would make you a happy meal. You're going to recognize them by the fruits. What I'm saying. Not everyone who says to me, "Lord, Lord," and they talk a little bit of Christianity, they sprinkle it in like. Like fairy dust, and you throw it around. Oh yeah, we're Christians. Oh, are you? And you talk like that. And you stand for that. And, and, and I'm not. I'm not going to get into the voting. Oh yeah, we're Christians. Well, we're Christians. Yeah, we. well we're Christians. Yeah. Watch this. Ask him this question. You want to see their head cocked to the side? Are you born again? Amen. You gotta be born twice. Born, say it with me again. Jesus is very, very powerful when he tells Nicodemus that you must be born again. In John 3:3 3, 3 and John 3:7. And this guy was a religious figure. Let me tell you something about religion. It ain't gonna get you into heaven. As a matter of fact, religion can get you far from Christ. 'Cause you'll trust in it. That's why you need to be a biblican. Oh, that's a good one. Be a biblican. I'm gonna be here, man. So hang on. They're like, man, I hope he gets done. NASCAR's on here in a second. He said, uh. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Hey, we're going to church. That's the will of the Father. Hey, we're in prayer groups. Hey, we're reading our Bibles. We're doing devotions together. Watch this, Kathy. I'm doing the will of my Father. Who cares what everybody else is doing out there? Well, I'm doing it to fit in. Who cares? You ain't never going to fit in if you're blood-bought. We're trying to make things work in society, but we want to take God out of everything. You go, how did we get here? You wanted God out of schools, God out of Congress, God out of local, everything. And you want God to bless it. If you want God to bless America, you got to bring him back in. Everywhere. Everywhere. In your marriage. In politics. Everywhere. Oh. You know, I'm I'm preaching this way because I totally believe beyond the shadow of a doubt we got here with with the train leaving the tracks because we just we just took our hands off the off the wheel and we just said, Hey, you know what? We'll just let it go. what's a little this, that, or the other. So here it is. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name? Do we not cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? Oh, we, we was up at church. And then he says, I will declare to them. What does it say? I never went. Oh, my Lord, Jesus. See, I I don't know, I'm, I'm just, if you understand what true love is, love is patient, love is kind, it's not envious or boastful, it's not rude, haughty. See, love isn't lust. If you love your family, you will tell your family about Jesus. And watch this, if you love them so much, you won't allow them to go to hell. I love my family way, way, way too much to let them go to hell. And I love this church way, way, way too much to not preach the truth. I I just can't do it. I can't. And, 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 And me and my wife think about these things day in and day. These are the things that keep us up at night is the things of God and the direction of this nation and this world. It ought to keep you up at night to some degree. You know, don't don't worry about it. Don't be anxious about it. Do something about it. Just do something about it. And and, and maybe you go up to your kids and go, you know what? I'm tired of you messing around. My dad used to tell me, you need to screw your head on straight, son. That's what grandpa would say. And he was right. Man, if your head ain't screwed on straight, man, and you don't have Jesus in your life, it is mess. Yes, I'm telling you right now I believe that we shouldn't go another day without Jesus your heart ought to, ought, to, ought to desire to be saved more than anything in the world before you leave here and I'll have Pastor Aaron tell you about it here in just a second but I want you to know that, that doing the Lord's work is the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life ever amen I'll turn it over to Pastor Aaron. go ahead.
1: anymore this world is in the spot we are in because the christians have sat on their hands too long the lord doesn't care about my problems or lord what can i do if you're a born-again believer philippians 4:13 says i can do everything through christ who strengthens me go ahead and bring the lights down if we can so right now if you need a breakthrough if you need health if you need uh fear to exit I just want you to raise your hands if we got brothers and sisters in here today that can help pray for one another. I want you to lay hands on them. Father God, as we come to you, Lord, we know that sometimes our fruit isn't appeasing. Lord, we know sometimes our fruit is hanging too low to where it cannot glorify you. But Lord, today, we're putting a line in the sand. Lord, today, we're going to be that fruit that you created us to be and Lord God if there's anybody today that needs salvation that has been running and running and running and searching for answers over and and over and over and all they find is the end of the rope over and over and over Lord God today we know at that end of the rope is the hand that helped Peter out of the water Lord we know today there is salvation only in the name of Jesus Christ So today, church, if you are a brother or sister that does not know that salvation, that mercy, that grace, that hope, that love that we once knew, and today we thank Jesus Christ that we know, I just want you to reach out your hand, and today I want you to pray with me and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I know that your son, Jesus Christ, the only way to you, died on the cross for my sin. Lord, I know that it's not about religion. It's not about how much you go, where you go, who you've wronged. It's about a relationship with your son. His name is Jesus Christ. And today, Lord, I give my life, my heart, my soul, my everything. I put all the nastiness behind, and I focus my eyes straight on your son, Jesus Christ. And today, Lord, you call me son. Today, Lord, you call me child of God. Today, Lord. You call me born again. And for all the saints out there today, if you're struggling with anything, depression, anxiety, fear, isolation, come to the Father. Come to the Father. His burden is is light. His yoke is light. Come to me, all you who are weak and weary. I will give you rest. So today, if you need rest in whatever situation is going on in your life, I pray that you lay it down at the feet of the cross today. And you leave it there, church. Don't pick it back up. Don't pick it back up on Monday. Don't pick it back up on Tuesday. Don't pick it back up on Friday when things are are going bad. In the name of Jesus, all is good. All is well with my soul. So let me pray for you today. Father God, as we come to you, Lord, I pray that anybody needs salvation. Today is a day that they come to you on bending knee. Recognize that they are a sinner and, Lord, that they need salvation through your son's blood, Jesus Christ. And, Lord, if anybody's out there struggling today, I pray, Lord, that you have your hand upon them. Bless them, Lord. Guide them. Direct them where they're having issues, where they're looking for answers, Lord. Let them know that the answer is facing towards you and you'll work everything else out. Lord, if you're with me, who can be against me? And, Father God, we pray all this in your mighty healing, grace-giving, mercy-loving name. And we pray in Jesus' name. His church said, amen.